Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, March 24, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 63, paragraph 4. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Diane G., The Twelve Traditions, Santa H., Reading the text, Chelsea H., Renata G., Carrie H. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, March 23, 2015, is 7414. 7414. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G., Recovered Nor Cured Compulsive Overeater from New Hampshire. 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. <clears throat> Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane G. I will now ask Santa H. to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning, visionaries. My name is Santa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Jersey. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should forever should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principle before personality. And I pass. Thank you, Santa H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker's should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 63, paragraph 4, 
and I will ask um, Chelsea H., please, to start our study this morning. Good morning, Chelsea. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. This is Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action, the first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which have been blocking us. Our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. And I'm still Chelsea. I'm grateful to be here on the line this morning. And um, once I've checked my spiritual pride and gotten that all out of the way, and it's time for me to move on to the rest of the work, and there isn't any real delay here, and it's telling me that the liquor was but a symptom that was not the crux of my problem. The food was just a symptom. Removing the uh, food, putting it down, was just the beginning of the event. The real problem was dealing with the underlying causes, which were my character defects, or my defects of character. And um, it's a lifelong journey because I still deal with that, too. So um, the steps are the medicine that I take to do that, and I have to take the rest of them. And it starts out, it says, the first step Implication being that there's a series of things involved with this process of clearing away whatever is blocking me from this power that I need in order so that I can turn away from going into restaurants and drive-throughs and all kind of eateries. See, I'm learning now that it wasn't that bucket of extra crispy that I had a problem with. It wasn't the ingredients in that that I had a problem with because I could put those down and that would be fine. My thinking, my thinking about it, my dealing with food is the issue because they speak to that on um, page uh, 58. They say, remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, and powerful. It's the dealing with it that's the issue my whole behavior and everything around these issues get escalated into a, a frenzy by me trying to manipulate how it should be, what the relationship should look like. It's not the, uh, you know, it's not the chicken. It's not the fried chicken for me. It's not the greasy foods. It's not. It's me dealing with them that I have an issue, and because my mind is so broken on several issues. So the only way I can get unblocked in order to get a, a daily reprieve from this crazy behavior is to take the medicine and the medicine is the steps and i don't have time right now to sit around and do endless investigations and a lot of uh inquiries and how deep should i go with step three should i really start you know maybe i need to look up a different religion maybe i need to practice buddhism maybe i need to do a lot of things which i've tried to do but none of those things work unless I truly get down to finishing up the rest of this work. And that's really the line, bottom and top, to all of this, is that followed by strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves. This is the destruction of self. And thank you so much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Chelsea A. Would you like to comment on this? This particular paragraph. Hi, Charles. I heard you. This is Bella. Can I share? 
I heard you also, Bella. Anyone else this morning? Chrissy, M. Carol G. Carol G. And Vasa. Okay, I heard, um, I think I might have missed somebody. Charles H., Bella, G., Christy, Carol, G., and maybe somebody after Carol, and then I heard Vasa. Did I miss anyone? Perhaps not. Okay, good morning, Charles H. Good morning, Melanie C. Good morning, all the visionaries. My name is Charles H., a recovered visionary just for today. Um, next, we launched out on a course of vigorous act. Can I be heard properly? Yes, you can, loud and clear. Thank you. Next, we launched out. Next, right away. We ain't playing no games here waiting. You know, we launched out on a vigorous, a strong action, the first step of which is a personal house cleaning. Um, it's a vital and crucial step. I get that. We, I, You know, my sponsor had me... Um, Highlight these had tos too. They're just as important as the musts to me. We had to get down to causes and conditions. You know what? Like, you know, um, like I I qualified uh, last night at two face to face meetings. You know, you know the analogy that I gave was, you know, one, you know, I, I'm powerless and I'm scared of the water. Two, I believe that I have faith and courage to get in that water. Three, I decided to to, to jump in that water. Four through nine, I'm going to work to paddle my way in that water. Ten, eleven, and twelve, I'm going to swim. I ain't going to drown. So I'm trying to swim, man. I'm in the water right now. It's cold. It's freezing. But I must, I must persevere. I must continue. I had to. If I didn't, I'd still have the stuff that's blocking me from my higher power. Yeah, food is, is but a symptom. It's a big symptom, but it's a symptom, right? It's everything else that's in my mind. It's, this, it's life itself and dealing with life. So I put the stuff down on paper, you know, those three inventories, and I got down to it. And, and you know, the first time I, I went through this in OA, you know, I did, all, I did, you know, I used a lot of material. This time, you know, I'm just using a big book, the suggestions from the big book. It shouldn't take me long, man. I need to get busy. My life depends on it. And, and for me, if I'm not going through these steps over and over with other men, then, then I'm in relapse. And that's just for me. This is crucial. It says in this paragraph it's vital and a crucial step. And, and it also tells me that I need to continue. Yeah, just because I, I, I was fearless and searching, if I don't get and tell this to another individual and, and, and the God of my overstanding, then, then I ain't about doing nothing. This is this is this is cleaning up, man. I gotta clean my side of the street up. So um, I'm so grateful that we're in this fourth step. You know, this is the, this is where the work this is where the work gets done. And you're not doing it. You know, you come out. We're doing the work for you, so that you could do the work for somebody else. And the train line goes on and on and on and on. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Melanie, for letting me have a voice this morning. Thank you, Charles H. Bella G, you're next. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful paragraph. The first step of which is a personal house cleaning. Wow. 
Yes, before this paragraph we read about this was the beginning, a beginning of a new relationship, a beginning of a new connection to, to, to get rid of my ego, of my connection to my ego. Yes, I, now I build already a relationship and a new connection with God. It's a loving power. It's an accepting power. Yes, thank you, God. Now I found a God that is that loves me, that respects me, that accepts me. I am fearless person. And now it's the time to, to find who am I. You know, not to be afraid, not to be ashamed, not to be judged and blamed. Yes, I am ready now to do my personal house cleaning. Yes, it's not comfortable. Uh, it's maybe sometimes painful. But it's fearless. Yes, I know that after I will clean my house, I will, I will be in a clean house. And yes, now I love myself. I respect myself. I know that I have some blockages. So now I am ready to take them out of myself. I am not afraid anymore from a punishing God. Now I know. I, 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 I feel. I, now I want to build this relationship. Now I am ready to do God's will and not my will. Now I am ready to do what God wants for me and not what my ego wants for me. It's mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful house cleaning. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. Christy M. Hi. I'm Christy M., a recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And um, this has so much in it. And it's it's really, for me, it's it's where I live my life in, in, this, in this idea of being unblocked continually, trying to rid things that block me from that connection to a higher power. I've been recovered for six months now it's been and um, it's been an amazing house cleaning it's for me the most I guess reassuring and faith building part of this process for me has been that really I just shine the light on my behavior with the help of somebody and God comes in and he, he does a part of the work and scrubbing up scrubbing up my soul, giving me a soul shine. And that stuff that was blocking me, those behaviors, um, for me a huge one was uh my codependent behavior, my my people pleasing, my um my constant effort to fix broken situations, you know, to like shore them up with tape and gum and and try to make them work when it took a lot of effort and it really blocked me from God's will because I didn't say, God, it was like so obvious that things weren't working. And instead of saying, looking at the reality and saying, it's not working because God's not making it work, and I am so small and 
feel powerless over the situation that all my efforts can't make it work. Let me just rest in in God's will. Let me give up my old ideas about what things should be and what God's will is for me and let me just lean into him. And then there is this sense of ease and I'm not struggling. Life isn't such a struggle. I'm not wearing myself out. I have energy to carry the message and to be useful. So I am just really, really grateful to all of you for teaching me and for this book and that I guess. Thank you, Chrissy M. Carol G. Good morning, it's Carol G. Gratefully recovered in England. So wonderful to be on the line today. Hello, Vision for you, uh, my big book teachers. Um, my experience um, launched. <laughs> it doesn't say Carol next launch into talking about um, step four to everybody until you're completely exhausted, which is what I did and figuring out what would be the best pen and notepad to use and then start decorating the the house and the, taking out everything from the closet which actually can happen at this stage but these things felt really really important to me at the time and they were part of the process but there were also distractions um i'd end up throwing up my hands in the air saying god you've got to help me um, i'm doing the best i can here to jump off this log as a little frog and stop making a decision and actually do some do some action but actually there was the problem I was trying to control the entire process I wasn't keeping it simple but hidden underneath all those distractions was something else there was a fear about why I wasn't attempting this process because for me I didn't think that I was going to be able to it was because for a long long time it took my mind ages to function properly after I put the food down. I couldn't focus, I couldn't keep on task, and I couldn't concentrate on written work. Um, I didn't know how to work in columns. I taught myself to speak at spell at 21, and I was still feeling a little bit low about that. Um, and then I met in AA and OA people who inspired me. I met ex-drunks who were partially sighted, they took steps four. I met men who had wet brains, who'd lived in institutions and they took steps off. And I met a compulsive overreacher who couldn't even read or write at all. And she gave me so much hope. I thought I was a constitu constitutionally incapable of doing this thing, but the first thing I had to do was to say to myself, okay, ask for help. I leaned on that together we can do, you know, what we could never do alone. And it wasn't God that showed up, it was a sponsor who had the patience of a saint. And even though at times it felt like algebra that I was doing, it really wasn't. And the result was miraculous. I've been unblocked and it's so, so profound. I mean, I just became at one moment with my higher power. And this was all through my self-destructive eating. So it did have an impact on the way I could think. But in the end, um, it wasn't what was taken away from me. It, what, it was what was left behind. There was kind of like a new me hidden underneath all that dirt and debris. And what a what a fantastic inventory process this is. Happy launching, everybody, and I pass. Thank you, Carol G. Vasa, oh, you're next. Press star one, Vasa. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you, Melanie. 
Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Vasa, and thank you for your service, Melanie, again. I am Vasa O. Recover Compulsive Ovita, calling from Florida. I'm just so, so grateful for the big book and, and the people that went before me and helped me. And my first sponsor helped me up to her level, and then she said, now you got to go and get somebody else because I haven't gone through the big book step study. She hadn't done them. So, but whatever, I needed to move on, go on, and, you know, and look for other people that had gone through the big book. But anyways, um, the 12 steps are laid out the way they are for a reason, and I'm so grateful that I, you know, I recognize the problem, the beginning of the steps, the allergy, the mental obsession, and the solution. And again, I had a really good abstinence, you know, uh, before I started doing the fourth and the fifth step, but I remember, you know, remember hearing, oh, you get a clean house, Vasa. I said, what are they talking about? I'm a compulsive clean. I mean, I clean my house with a toothbrush, you know, scrubbing. That was another addiction I had been dealing with, you know, over the years. So, but they said, oh, no, the inside clean, the inside job, you know. So I didn't understand, but, you know, once I started reading again, you know what it meant, what the step, what the writing was, and and then give it a giving it away, and I kept on hearing, if you don't work the steps the way they laid out, you're gonna go back into the food, and that was the last thing I wanted to do, go back to the food addiction. So I was ready and willing, and I was really, I I I was afraid, you know, what you know, I admitted to God, you know, my character defects, and why do I have to go and admit tell somebody else. I think that was the harder for me to go and face, you know, to, to you know, to talk about my character defects face-to-face with another human being. But God gave me the strength, you know, as I was going and taking the steps the way they laid out. And, you know, the selfishness, the um, resentment, the self-pity, the envy, jealousy, you know, I I couldn't admit and tell people about about that, you know, but it was vital. I needed to do to get better, you know, and it was just more to do. And it's nice to be reminded again to go back into the step four and um, and do service for others, like people have carried me through, and that's what that's what's about for me to help others the way this program was given to me so generously from God and other unselfish people that spend hours with me, you know, helping me go through the steps. Thank you for letting me share that pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Let's take a couple more before we move on. Anyone else like to share Larry. this paragraph? Hi, Larry. Good morning. Janice. Melissa C. And I heard Janice P. And I heard Melissa C. Thank you so much. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Mel. This is uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Um, a lot of good shares. And, uh, you know, step four, you know, it talks about, um, well, if we look at the principle, you know, every step has a principle behind it. And the principle behind step uh, four is courage. And I know, I think oftentimes it makes me smile when I think in AA, one of the one of the things they say is if you if you don't take a if you don't take a fourth you're going to drink a fifth, you know. And um, 
And that always makes me, me, me chuckle a little bit because that really is true that um, the fourth step, you know, we get into the action steps here. And back of the work of, of step four, you know, is the beginning of, of these, these actions. You know, this is a practical program of action. And now we're going to get down to vigorous action. And, um, and I know that, you know, courage, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be, uh, that there's not going to be any fear. In fact, a lot of people, it's been my experience, including myself, really once we get down to the action, you know, we've made that affirmative declaration in step three. You know, we've done some, some acknowledgement of our powerlessness in one. We see the unmanageability. Hopefully, we, we, we accept that there could be some power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. Now let's get down to work. And this is where, where, where I got tripped up a bit because everything was going pretty good here, you know. Maybe the food was down, uh, you know, maybe. And now I've got to start examining. Uh, we're on a fact-finding and a fact-facing process in step four. So now I've got to take a look at things in myself that, I'll tell you what, I really don't want to look at. You know, it's not so fun necessarily to look at uh, my resentments and my fears and the harms done to others, you know, including sexual conduct. That's, that's not so fun. That's, that's where the mess is, you know. And particularly when the sponsor guided me is we're going to learn towards looking at my side of the street, you know. Um, that's not fun. But it is essential. It is absolutely essential. If you want to get to this, this daily, you know, state that, that some of us have, you know, by the grace of God, uh, called recovered, you know, you have to go through these steps only because these steps, these action steps are going to bring you into an alignment with a power greater than yourself, bring you into an alignment so you're not swimming uh, upstream anymore. And it's going to remove that obsession. It was extracted right out of me. And somehow, unscientifically, that's what happens. And uh, so, anyways, uh, thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Larry Kay. Janice P., good morning. Good morning, Miss Melanie. Can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. All right. Thank you. There you are. Good there morning. Go. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Melody. Good morning, Vision for you. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Janice P. I always forget to do that. You know, I I'm uh, I'm very grateful to be here with you this morning and and to be talking about this part. Next, we launched on a vigorous action, course of vigorous action, the first step of which was a personal house cleaning. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know about any of you, but house cleaning, you know, a personal house cleaning, you know, there are all kinds of methods for a personal house cleaning. You know, there's all kinds of methods, you know, and, and I think about it in terms of my house. And, and you know, there, there's the method that says do one drawer at a time or or just, you know, look at this closet and, you know, break it down. But then there's this, this new method that recently, if somebody even wrote a book about it, where you take everything out and look at it. You do it all at once. And you know what? That's what they're talking about here. You know, to, and I used to pick and choose. 
I used to pick and choose how I did my personal housekeeping, my personal house cleaning. You know, I, I just felt like I had to break it down somewhere and look at only this part of my life or that part of my life because weren't those the parts of my life that were causing me difficulty? You know, if, if I got brave enough to even look at those. But this says we're going to do it all at once. You know, we're going to do it all at once. We're going to take it all out one by one and look at it. And, and in doing that, I could say to myself, is this serving me well? Is this serving me well? What is this doing for me? And they're saying it's going to be followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of those things which were blocking me. You know, they're saying a strenuous effort. It's not going to be just a small effort required on my part. But if I do it, they're telling me I'm going to find freedom. They're telling me that's what they found was a freedom to be this new kind of person, to behave in the world in ways I always wanted to, but couldn't find myself, or at least for very long, because I don't know about you, but, you know, I quit compulsive overeating a thousand times. It was the staying stuff that was my problem. You know, because invariably, the world's ways would come upon me and pretty soon, picking up that food would be the best idea I'd had in a long time. But here I'm searching for a new way of thinking, a new way of acting on life. And this process is going to help me with that. But I have to do it all at once. And it seems overwhelming at times, but I clung to those who had walked before me, and I clung to those who were currently doing it. So if I have any experience to share, it's find some other people who are doing this process. And together you walk this path. Together we can do what we could never do alone. You know, it doesn't have to be a solitary, horrific, I'm all alone kind of process. Hook up with other people who are walking this path. And those who have gone before can say, keep going. You can do it. I did it, and this is what I found. And then those who are walking the path, we stumble and fumble and bumble our way along together, but we get down to the causes and conditions and we share with each other as we go along. You know, I have found that to be a great, great blessing. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice P. Melissa C., you're next, and then we'll move on to the next paragraph. Good morning. Um, Can you hear me? I can. Good morning, Melissa. Great. Good morning. This is Melissa Sear, recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And, um, you know, it's, it's incredible the way that these steps are written. And, it's, you know, it becomes clearer and clearer to me that this is God-inspired. You know, this for me is like the Bible. Um, and just the order of the steps. You know, step four is no mistake that it comes right after I'm turning it all over to my higher power because now we're in, you know, now I'm in for some scary stuff. And, um, I, you know, when I was working my, my fourth step, um, I could feel myself getting frightened because um, my denial was so deep and, um, and it was my protective wall. And I only knew denial or obsession. And I was scared. You know, I was scared that here I am, I'm going to, 
be re-examining all these negative, bad things that um, I kept denying so I could function. And that's where, um, you know, I was, my, my sponsor reminded me, you know, you have God now. You have a higher power. And so as you get scared, that's where, that's where you ask for help. That's where you, you know, you're giving it all over to, to God. And, um, and that really helped me. And, you know, um, I needed, um, I did need the workbook, though, to do the fourth step. I, I did a combination. You know, I was listening here online. And I was reading the big book, but I needed um, I needed the structure of the workbook, and for me that was beneficial. It gave me um, it gave me where to start um, because I wanted to be thorough. Because you know the food was sound, and but I was learning that it wasn't it wasn't just the food; it was me. And now it was time to clean my house. Um, you know, I'm really good at seeing how dirty everyone else's house is. But um, to clean my own is to be a frightening, overwhelming task. And, you know, I, I know, like, <laughs> some people are compulsively clean. Um, I could run the other way. Cleaning for me is a challenge. I say I'm domestically challenged. And when I look at the entire house and that it all has to be done at once, that's terrifying. But if you tell me where to start, you give me a little bit of direction. Um, especially here, I was um, being, I was being completely, um, I was surrendered. So tell me where to start, and um, and I'll do it. You know, I will, I will surrender, and I'll do my, I'll do my share each day, and that really helped me, you know, to have recovery. And um, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. And if you're here and you're afraid to do step four, you know. That's where we remind ourselves of where we were in our third step, where I am in my third step, and that's every day. I turn it over to God, and um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa C. Let's get into the next paragraph. Would Renata G. please read paragraph one on page 64, Therefore We Started Upon. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Read in New York. Therefore, we started upon a personal inventory. This was step four. A business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Taking a commercial inventory is a fact-finding and fact-facing process. It is an effort to discover the truth about the stock in trade. One object is to disclose damaged or unsellable goods to get rid of them promptly and without regret. If the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about values. So, you know, the big book is illustrating here an example of, you know, what step four is. And, uh, you know, I know I had so much fear of, you know, doing step four. I got up to it many, many times, and I would never move forward. Uh, I would try different methods, different books, and... But, uh, you know, I had this idea in my head that step four was something horrible. And, uh, it all, you know, all that it turned to be was an inventory to find out why I couldn't live my life happy, joyous, and free. You know, like it said in the other paragraph, liquor was just a symptom. You know, if food was my problem, it would be a one-step program. Abstinence would have solved all, all, all my problems. It would have been enough. 
but you know selfishness and self-centeredness would were the root of my problems and so step four you know when i went through step four with the help of with the help of a sponsor i was able to to find out and you know to face the facts and the behaviors that were handica- handicap me handicapping me excuse my english you know and uh to be successful in my recovery process, I had to, you know, have the courage, right? It is the principle of step four and be honest and stop fooling myself that all that happened in my life, you know, up until then was everyone else's fault, you know? And uh, in a business, uh, the owner, if you know, he, he needs to know what merchandise is broken, expired, outdated, you know, what are the products that cannot be sold? And so he needs to get rid of those products and to bring in the new shiny good merchandise that will bring customers into the store and make the business successful, right? And it was the same thing for me. I needed to find out what were the blocks between the power, right? The higher power, my God and I, and I needed to identify the things that were not serving me right. Like in the doctor's opinion, we learned what was our problem, right, with the food, the allergy of the body, obsession of the mind. Here, I had to find out what were the behaviors, you know, what were the things, you know, like I I, I discovered that the way I act, all my behaviors, they stand from selfishness, dishonest, self-seeking, and fearful motives, and I needed to be rid of them. So could God, you know, could replace them with love, tolerance, patience, kindness, peace, and serenity. You know, step four was difficult, but not as difficult as living in my disease, you know. Uh, and I actually found relief in doing step four, and it gave me freedom. Because once I could see my patterns and realize that, the whole world wasn't against me, you know, I had, that gave me freedom, that gave me a sense of, I don't know, there's, you know, something can be changed now, things can change, because before I didn't know what the problem was, and uh, if I knew that, that all step four was, was to identify what were the things blocking my life, so, you know, with the, 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 the next steps, you know, God could remove them from me, I would have done it like, you know, way before than I did. And, you know, the reward of moving forward with the rest of the steps is is so worth it, you know. Um, You know, today I have a way of life that that works. And in the past I didn't. I could not live my life successfully. You know, today I have a sense of purpose. I have freedom from obsession to compulsively overeat. I have love for others, my heart that I never had before. I have an inner happiness that never, ever, ever existed. I am unblocked from my higher power. I have a relationship, a real relationship with a higher power today. And uh, I know that that higher power is the answer to all my problems. And so, you know, that's all I want to share. Thank you very much. That's Thank you, Renati. Who would like to comment on that paragraph this morning? Josephine. Kim. Papi. I heard Josephine and Kim and then a third person. I didn't quite catch your name.
Well, let's go with Josephine first, and then Kim, and we'll pick up the rest. Good morning, Josephine. P. I I didn't quite catch you again. I heard some of the last initial of T, but it's getting cut off. Can you Reva. say one more time, please? Reva. Okay, we got you then, Reva. Thank you. Let's go back up to Josephine. Good morning, Josephine. Hey, good morning. I'm Josephine, compulsive overeater from Chicago, uh, and I just want to thank everyone for being on this morning. Um, what I'm liking about these two paragraphs is it's bringing to mind to me, <coughs> bringing to mind for me just the wisdom of the 12 steps and that it would be really difficult to take step four. It would have been difficult for me to take it without having some conversations with my higher power first. Uh, it would have been too much to not have the strength of my higher power. And so it's so wise that step three comes before four and two comes before three because they would have to. And so what comes to mind also here is it says if the business owner or if the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about values. And I wonder who really is the business owner? You know, it's it's almost automatic to think I am, but maybe I'm more co-owner you know, because if I have a higher power, it means I believe I'm created. I'm a creature. And so am I really the business owner? Um, and so the reason I was so grateful to be able to do this with a higher power is because the higher power will always look on us with love in step four. Um, and in step four, we should talk about our defects as well as kind of know our gifts, too. It's a step to know ourselves fully, uh, which includes the character defects as well as the gifts. Um, and so the higher power is the one who helps us to look on ourselves with love, which is to look on ourselves with honesty um, and integrity and to not fool ourselves about the values. And so it's kind of like, for me, becoming a co-owner, taking co-ownership and listening to the real business owner and letting God inform me about who I am. Um, so, again, I'm really grateful for recovery, grateful for the steps, which uh, I have worked and want to work again. I want to work them again and keep working them. Uh, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Josephine. What's the first initial of your last name? It's G. G. Josephine oh, great. G. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks, Josephine. Kim G., you're next. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. I'm going to zone in on this sentence. One object, one object is to disclose damaged or unsaleable goods and get rid of them promptly and without regret. You know, this, this fourth step is something very specific. There's a lot of different types of inventories. You know, when, when a business takes an inventory, maybe they're trying to find out what's selling. Maybe they're trying to find out certain age groups and demographics of what they're buying. That's not the kind of inventory we're doing here. We have one specific objective, and that is to find out what's blocking us from our higher power. And I really see how, you know, fellowships, oh wait, being 12-step fellowships in general have so complicated this process, because when I did four steps in all these different formats, I wasn't looking at what was trying to disclose damage or unsaleable goods. What I was doing was, number one, I was looking at my assets, because I wanted to feel good about me. My assets aren't blocking me from God. That's not the point of a, of a, of a fourth step. I used to write autobiographies about the, you know, from the moment I was born till the, till the till current day. That's not what this inventory is about. It's about what is blocking us. My entire autobiography is not blocking me. I used to use it as a whipping post. I'm just going to put myself down about what a loser I am. That's not what this inventory is about. It's very specific. It's fact-finding. It's fact-facing. 
And one of the things we found about found out in step three is my problem is all I do is think about me. I'm self-absorbed, self-centered, selfish. And what I want to do, my fourth step, I just want to talk about me. I'm going to put myself down as a resentment, myself down as a fear. Myself. I'm not supposed to be talking about me anymore. I need to find out what is blocking me. Not about me, but what is blocking me from that higher power. So that's the point. And get rid of them promptly and without regret. Let me tell you, when I thought on page 65 when there's just those three columns, what happened when I just did those three columns, when I didn't get to that fourth column, when I didn't get to looking where I was selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened, was I reinforced my resentments. I reinforced my fears. I reinforced my self-conduct because all I was doing was talking about the drama of my life and my justifications of why I had no choice but to eat. And I was taking a long time. I was texting with someone a couple weeks ago, and I was telling her how the people I work with are in the fourth step for seven to ten days. And she's like, how is that possible? I've been working on my fourth step for three years. I'm only halfway done my resentment. And I said, well, have you been able to stay abstinent? And she's like, well, no, of course not. I said, well, that's your answer. We've got to get in there. We've got to look at the damage on saleable goods, and we have to move on because we're holding our breath underwater. And I'm just going to end with this. If I'm a grocery store owner and I'm taking an inventory and I find out that the milk is spoiled, am I going to figure out why the milk is spoiled or am I going to get rid of the milk? I spent too much time in the fourth step trying to figure out why things were happening instead of acknowledging these are damaged and unsaleable goods, get rid of them promptly and without regret. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim D. Reva P, you're next. Hi, this is Reva P, compulsive overeater in recovery. Um, thank you so much for everybody who's shared. It's been wonderful. The things that struck me this morning are the words discover and truth. And when I started this, I was desperate. So I just did what I was told. I didn't know what was blocking me. I had no idea the food was my biggest problem. And this just reminds me that it's a process of discovery. Um, And it's quite humorous that it's often a revelation to me. Oh, oh, I have a part in this. Oh, this is my part. Um, And now there's something I can do about it. And again, the word truth. I am very uh, busy in my head trying to figure things out. um, And I never get to the truth. Um, so this reminds me, I get to like the key point, what's really blocking me. Um, and I also wanted to say, I, I was told that this step is about removing and taking out all the skeletons in the closet. There were so many secrets, so many secrets that if only somebody knew about that, boy, would they really know how crazy I was. Um, and this was about taking all those secrets out and airing them out and looking at them um, and looking at my contribution to my problems. Um, yeah, and, and just having an objective look at it. And the other thing that struck me here is about getting rid of them promptly. That was such a motivator. Yes, I wanted to get rid of um, whatever was damaged as promptly as possible because I was miserable. And there's such hope that I can be successful if I do this. So um, that's all I have to share, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Reva P. 
We have time for at least one more person to share before we close the meeting. Who would like to take that spot? Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Anna P. Maybe several people, but I didn't hear any Anna one P. person. Sherry, Anna Judy, in Georgia. Judy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Anna P. And if we have one more time, then I'll go with the woman Sherry K. That said she's from Georgia. Otherwise, we'll have to ask you to share the next meeting. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Anna P. Um, um, this was a very um, a good passage to read, and uh, I just recently did a fourth step. I was having some issues with um, with work, and even though I had done individual ten steps, it just seemed that there was some pattern there that I needed to look at, and um, I uh, so I proceeded to um, to list. Uh, to do an inventory right from when I was a younger, when I was younger, and I started with chores, and just went through um, all of the things that I've done and how my feelings about issues that I had around work that were still hanging around, um, and it was really interesting to to do that, um, to look at what those issues are, what those resentments are and um, to look at what my part in, 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 in all of them are. And it was interesting to discover, first of all, of course, that fear was the number one thing that I had um, it, it been involved with. And, um, and just that even though I did that fourth step and even though I did you know, share it, I did do the fifth step, that there's this part of me that's, seems to be wanting to be disconnected from the reality of thing. And the inventory is really helpful because it puts everything down in black and white and it allows me to take a look at it and to really understand what is underlying my motivations um, and the behaviors that I have. Um, and and it's, it's important because those are the things that I need to ask God to remove so that I can then have that transformation of character, so that I can go to work um, and be a different person um, and look at my work from a different perspective than what I've been doing for the last several years, many, many years that I've been in in the workplace. So I found that I like the whole concept of it being an inventory because it takes the fear out of it. It's just it's a fact-finding mission. It's about here are the things that are preventing me from being able to be successful. And I want to look at those things and I want to share those things so that I can then figure out what I need to do differently um, and ask my higher power to help me do those things and so that I can move on to having the transformation that I need in my life. That's all I have to share. Thank you. Thank you, Anna P. And my apologies, Sherry K. To you, we have run out of time this morning. And for those that were waiting in line to share in addition this morning, I apologize for that as well. We are at the end of this recorded hour, and so we would like to then move on to um, reading the close of the meeting, which is thank you again to everyone who did share from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that by the serenity prayer. Terry H., would you please read, Our Book is Meant to be Suggestive Only? Yes. Thank you, Mel, for your service. Good morning, Vision View. Terry H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maine. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your path. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.